0: Some of you have messaged me to ask, should I quit my job? How can I feel fulfilled if my work is not um, sparking my creativity or making me feel like I'm in the zone? Um, So that's what this today's episode is about. So what if you don't love your job? Maybe you don't hate it. Maybe it's not toxic. But what if you're just not fulfilled? Should you quit? Not yet. I encourage all of you to try and figure out what would fulfill you. Then try to get it outside of work if work benefits you in other ways. For example, do you love your coworkers or or your boss or both? Do you have great hours and pay? Or maybe your job is super flexible and or you have phenomenal benefits. So, don't quit just yet. Especially if you don't know what you want. You do not want to jump ship without, you don't want to run away from something, you want to run towards something. And one of my favorite podcasters talks about building a runway before you try to take off. And what that means is, like, don't just get excited about pottery and quit your job to be a potter. Like, you're going to have to see if that's actually a viable thing for you to do. Um, The only time I think you really should consider quitting without a backup plan is if you're being mistreated at work. Like if you dread going to work, if you feel physically awful on the days you go to work, that's a clue. If you feel relief when you pull out of the parking lot or you feel emotionally beaten down after a work week, then it might be time to spiff up your resume. Otherwise, you're in the I'm okay but not fulfilled category. And for y'all, I am going to give you some ideas to find joy and fulfillment outside of work because this can completely turn it around. It can give you a big mindset shift. So if you're not driving, maybe grab a journal. You know, I love some journaling. All right, so I've already asked y'all this question, but if you didn't write it down, try to do this now. All right, what did you love doing as a kid? Think about it. What did you spend hours doing? TV does not count. Like, were you playing with dolls? Were you reading books? Were you baking in your little easy bake oven? Were you making crafts? You Okay, start doing this again. Like, find a way to incorporate it in your grown-up life. Just take a little step. You don't have to, like, spend $500 on, you know, uh, a kiln for your house. But just start doing it in very small ways. So, for example, when I was little, I loved making clothes for my dolls, not outfits. These were um, wooden cutouts, and I would use my mom's old fabric. She had glue, sequins, ribbons, um, and I would glue all this on gowns and rompers that I'd cut out, and I just would spend hours doing this. And I didn't even really play with the dolls. It was more about being creative with them. And then... A few years ago, when Ollie was probably in kindergarten, somebody asked me to participate in a craft exchange, like a mom craft exchange. And I was like, oh, God, I don't want to do this. I really didn't want to do it. But I went to Hobby Lobby with nothing in mind, and I just walked around, and I saw these little wooden cutouts. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I remember doing this. So then I went to the fabric section, and I bought some... um, scrap fabric and i I bought a glue gun and i had the most fun i'd had in months doing this the other thing i've rediscovered that i love is baking and not just baking but decorating like cakes and cookies and i i gave this up for a long time because i thought sugar was um well, I still think sugar's not good for you, and I still try to avoid it, but um, I don't restrict my kids too much. Um, so anyway, we found that this is one of those things that lights me up, too. Is like decorating cakes and cookies. My husband has rediscovered his love of model trains. Well, this happened a few years ago. So when we lived in Washington, D.C., he found out that this man who went to our church had an entire room devoted to model trains that he'd spent years and years building. It was just crazy detailed. Like, you know, one of those trains that you could stand there and watch for hours. So um, Chase went over there and came home just enlivened. And he, he didn't, you know, start his own model train collection, but it did just spark an interest in him. Um, my husband, Chase, also remembered how much he used to love exploring on his bicycle, like riding trails. He'd be gone for hours and hours, come home at supper time, and just the being out in nature and exploring. So now he tries to do that on a regular basis, and it really helps with stress. All right, so number two, your strengths. So Amy Whipple talked about doing a Strength Finder online. You can pay for Strength Finder. You can do a free one like High Five. You can do what Andrea recommended and ask your friends and family. If you don't know what lights you up, how do you expect to do more of it? Like, really? When I did my Strength Finder, my strengths were futuristic, learner, achiever, intellection, and focus. So that means I love to learn. I also love to teach. Um I do well when I have a lot of things going on. Um, and I love like I'm also optimistic, optimistic and futuristic are kind of kind of go together. Um, but I was not using all of these, especially at work. I mean, I can't, you know, I'm not gonna be making vision boards with patients or anything. So I realized that my buckets were not getting filled all the way. So I you know, thought back over the time that I've been a PA and the times that I was the most excited about my career was when I was learning new things and when I was teaching. And at our office, we were just not set up to have students. So that was out of the question. But I thought, all right, well, how can I teach and learn? So a few years ago, I took yoga teacher training. So I was learning, but then I was also turning around after that and teaching yoga. I also recently signed up for a functional medicine course, and I just got so excited getting a notebook and a new pen and, you know, sitting and listening to lectures like that is cool to me. Um, the futuristic thing, I ended up starting a mastermind, and This is so cool because I get to encourage other people and help them dream. And then this podcast, that's part of what this is about, is encouraging people to look to their future and not just, you know, be on autopilot, but to make plans and make choices. What I noticed was that all of a sudden my buckets were getting filled more. So when my buckets are filled that means that I'm in a better mood, I'm smiling more, laughing more, I'm just enjoying life more. So even though my work is not filling up all of my strength buckets, you, I can get uh, filled up outside of work. I can do the things that really fuel my soul um, outside of work. So I still love my job, I still love seeing patients, but I'm not relying on it to quote unquote complete me. Um, the other thing is, It's not your job's job to fill you up. So your job did not promise to keep you engaged and on fire when you started working there. You might have to accept that your job is just a job. Or maybe your job's new job will shift to financing your fun stuff or your next chapter. And who knows, you might eventually quit your job for your dream or your passion, but you also may keep your job and spend your off hours doing whatever it is you're passionate about. For example, a friend of mine is passionate about horses. She does not work with animals in her daily life, but every chance she gets, she's either volunteering at a horse ranch or she's spending her money to ride horses. Another friend's passion is working in her yard. The dirt and the plants make her feel alive and she's not quitting her job to go work in landscaping, but it's what lights her up on the weekends number four if you feel totally stuck this means your buckets are empty it could be your love buckets that's like your love language or it might be your your fulfillment bucket or it may be all of them so spend some time reflecting on which part of you feels empty may need to see a therapist for that one number five if you really don't have a clue what excites you take a field trip either virtual or in person to a bookstore or a library Walk around, see which sections light you up. Is it the travel section, the home remodeling section? Or think about which stores you can get lost in for hours. And think about why. What is it holding your attention in that store? Number two, or well, this is not number two. It's like a sub number. Are there channels on TV or certain websites you're addicted to watching? Like my father-in-law watches the History Channel. I don't know what he could do with that, but, you know, just notice it. What are you really into? Number six, sometimes a perspective shift is in order. Ask yourself if you don't love work because of negativity from you or from others. Can you spend a month or even a week practicing gratitude about your job and see if an attitude shift would improve your job? Number seven. Work gets blamed for our misery when it's often other things. Before you quit your job, investigate whether or not other parts of your life are going well. It might be your home life is like chaotic or your marriage has been rocky. Maybe you're stressed. Maybe you're not sleeping. Maybe you're fighting with your family. Maybe you just have little kids at home who are super needy. You've lost yourself somewhere along the way. Maybe you feel pulled towards change. And you desperately want things to be better so you think okay well I'll cut my hair off I'll get a new car or I'll quit my job so investigate whether you're blaming work when works not really the issue number eight don't leave this pasture for another pasture before asking yourself if it's the grass you're really after what I mean is is if you're working in advertising and you hear a competitor's hiring you've been unhappy at your job for months like thinking about a total change of route out of advertising but then you hear that this job is hiring and you hear what they're paying and you think well i might just apply but don't do this explore why you're not happy before you switch to another job doing basically the same thing It's tempting to switch to a job with better benefits, salary, whatever, in hopes that you'll feel fulfilled, but if the stuff you're working on isn't filling up your bucket, it's not gonna fill your bucket no matter where you work. And lastly, ask yourself if you're showing up at work or if you've become a total slacker. Ask yourself this question. Would your employer hire you again based on your performance and your attitude over the last month? Ooh, that's a good one. If you say, ooh, no, then you have to decide whether your employer and you would be better off parting ways. Let me know what y'all think. You can send me an email at hope.cook at gmail.com or shoot me a DM at at Hope the PA. Thanks. Thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast, Recharting Your Life with Hope. Everything I discuss in this show reflects my own views and opinions and not those of my employer. Although I'm a physician assistant in my real life, any advice or tips you hear on this show should not be used as medical advice. If you like what you hear, come on over to hopethepa.com or follow me on Instagram at PA.